Picture this, you start your business, you're so excited about what it is that you have to offer, you open up an Instagram account and you start following others in your industry because community over competition, right? But then over time, you see those other creative business owners doing something in their business that really works for them. Maybe a type of promotion or way of getting their audience to interact with them. So for kicks, you tell yourself to try that too, because maybe if it worked for them, it might work for you as well. So you try it and then you find out that it doesn't work. As a business owner, you have strengths and the strengths you have are not always the same as the business owner next to you. And you have to learn to play to your own strengths in order to run your business successfully. Back in February of this year, I had the opportunity to fly out to Seattle to photograph an elopement. And while I was there, I was able to make a new friend in the industry. Her name is Erin Graves. Erin is the owner of her business, Sojourn Art and Ink, where she creates stationary custom maps and pet portraits and calligraphs vows. She's amazing at what she does, but one thing that really stuck out to me when I met her was our conversation about playing to your own strengths as a business owner in order to run a successful business. Or in other words, being your authentic self in business and allowing that to attract your ideal clients. Erin is amazing and I'm so excited to bring her on today. Before we jump into today's episode, please make sure to rate and review this podcast. That's honestly how iTunes chooses to show my podcast to potential listeners. So I can't tell you guys how much it means to me when you do leave a review. So I really do appreciate it. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. And thank you so much for being on today. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh my gosh, of course. And it was actually so much fun to meet you in Seattle. I just felt like, you know, we were just hanging out with a friend and it was uh-huh. a lot of fun. <laughs> I know the stars kind of aligned and I'm so glad that you ended up in Seattle when we could, you know, you took a chance on an internet stranger for sure. <laughs> so you, I slid into your DMs and we just met up for coffee and it was really great. I really appreciate it. I think a lot of people sometimes are like hesitated to reach out or, you know, they think that sometimes I even get messages where people are like, I wasn't even sure that you were going to respond, but it was really great. And, um, you know, we had a lot of fun. So I think it's so funny how in the past, um, you know, people were really scared about meeting people on the internet, but nowadays it's actually it's really kind of a safe thing, you know? Um, so yeah, it was great. No, for sure. I feel like, especially with social media now, it's like, you kind of feel like you know somebody already. So I mean, immediately you just felt like a friend, even through messages, you were just so incredibly sweet and outgoing. So it definitely was very comfortable. And yeah, I think that's, that's the really cool thing about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great topic for today, but before we go ahead and get started, why don't you take a minute to tell everyone just a little bit about yourself, what you do for work, how you got started? Dish- yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in Texas, um, so I'm a Southern girl. Um, I grew up in Bernie, Texas, which is outside of San Antonio. So I grew up right next door to my grandparents, actually, and my poppy was um, a scientific illustrator for NASA. So 
I grew up in a very nurtured artistic environment. So I knew immediately whenever it was time to go off to college that I wanted to do something in the creative field. So I went to Savannah College of Art and Design out in Savannah, Georgia, where I majored in illustration as well. And um, when I reached graduation, I, I kind of realized that there wasn't, I was kind of seeking a nine to five job at that point because I wanted to clock in and clock out. So illustration is definitely more of a freelance position. So I got in touch with my best friend who was living in Houston at the time. And I took an unpaid internship as a graphic designer. And I ended up moving in with her and worked as a graphic designer um, along with a job at Whole Foods just to, to make some money um, since it was an unpaid internship. And yeah, I ended up becoming a lead graphic designer there for two and a half years and just kind of came to terms with the fact that it wasn't meant to be a long-term position. And thankfully at the time I was in a serious relationship with my husband, Curtis, and he proposed. And since he was a PT, uh, he was a PT, um, he decided to do PT travel, which led us into a really great phase of life and a first, um, a great first year of marriage. Um, so I ended up quitting my job and starting Sojourn Art Inc., which means uh, to stay somewhere temporarily, which is exactly what we were doing. Um, we were traveling every three months and to like a new city, to a new state. And um, so that's kind of where my name came from. But yeah, I just dove right into small business. I didn't have like a grace period at all. So it came with its own trials um, for sure. Just filling all of that excess time that I had. Um, but it was a really great learning experience for me and the camper. But we ended up really wanting to settle down somewhere after a year of traveling and that's how we ended up in Seattle so we both really wanted to be up in the Pacific Northwest and um, my husband was lucky enough to get a job here so that's kind of where we've ended up. That's awesome I love it so since this is the let's be honest about business podcast would you mind sharing your honest moment of the week? Yeah sure um, so I had to take some self-reflection with this one because um, I so like over the past couple of weeks I've been working on my website and I use a Squarespace template and I just I felt like it was kind of just a little crazy and not looking as professional as I wanted it to look so I spent a little bit of time each day kind of building up my website and um, just a couple days ago I went to bed thinking I would you know hit the live button the next day and make a post on Instagram and um, the next day I woke up and I noticed that somebody that I'm really inspired by here in Seattle who works within my community um, launched her website and you know she's several years ahead of me has been working a lot longer and she had created a custom website and it was just gorgeous and I had to you know, I had kind of a sinking defeated feeling about my own um, just like a reflection of my business and I had to sit myself down and, and kind of question myself and ask myself why I felt that way and um, kind of talk myself down and come to terms with the fact that some people are in a different stage in their careers, that they worked really hard for what they have and that they were once in my position as well. And that using a Squarespace template is totally appropriate for where I'm at in my, my small business and that I shouldn't feel ashamed or feel inadequate. And, um, but being truthful, I, I have, you know, those moments where I feel really defeated just because I'm comparing myself to 
to other people on the internet. So yeah, it's, it seems a little negative, but like, I think, I think that is absolutely what happens in a lot of people's, you know, businesses, they tend to compare themselves to other people. And um, you kind of have to question yourself. And I mean, I, this, this person is somebody that I'm inspired by. And I, obviously, she had, you know, worked really hard on this and didn't give me a second thought, but like, I had to question why I felt so defeated about it and kind of come to terms with that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think social media makes it so easy to get into our own heads about, you know, where we're not. Um, And then, you know, obviously makes it so easy for us to compare to other business owners. But we have to keep in mind that there are, yes, there's people that we aspire to be like, but there's also people who are aspiring to be like you and I, um, you know, who are like, oh, like, they, they're so much further ahead than I was. And it's so, it's so easy to not appreciate where you've come from, where you are and where you're going. So absolutely. Uh, so that's such a great message. And, you know, down the road, you will be able to, you know, have a, you know, much better website and be able to afford maybe like a, a designer or whatever, but exactly. where you're at right now, like you're learning to be content and, and loving it. And I think it's such a great message. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, we have a really important topic today, and this is actually something that prompted me to interview you because we were t- we were kind of talking about it when we met for coffee in Seattle. But we were talking about playing to our strengths to run a successful business. So I think going back on social media and how easy it is to compare, we oftentimes see other people who are maybe even in the same industry as us doing things on, especially on social media, and those things work for them, but we have to realize that sometimes what works for other people will not always work for us. And so we have to realize what our strengths are when it comes to running a business and, um, and play to those. And, uh, in order to run the business that would be successful for us. So, um, why is it important to you to be truly ourselves or authentic when we're running our business? Well, I think first and foremost, um, I have to say that you are filling a space in the community that only you can fill. And I feel like several years ago, there was kind of a huge influx of social media influencers who were setting the bar high with, you know, curated photos and snapshots of perfect lives and setting up unrealistic, unrealistic scenes of expectation. And thankfully, it seems like this past year, this well-intentioned movement of authenticity has surfaced in the Instagram community. And I think more people are starting to pull back the curtain and give their followers a glimpse into their trials and and difficulties in running their businesses. But I've definitely followed accounts where I ended up falling in love more with the person behind the brand than the actual products. And I think we all need to make sure that we aren't trying to follow the quote-unquote authenticity that you think others want you to see, if that makes sense. Um, I think people nowadays are looking more for that human connection to the faces behind what you're trying to sell. And that has has been something I've been coming to terms with being an introverted person. Um, I don't tend to, you know, post a bunch about myself or show my face a lot on um, my Instagram stories. Um, and that's okay. I, I definitely want to start doing that more, but only when I feel like it's an authentic thing for me to do. Um, but I have to make sure that I am 
putting my authentic self out there every time I try and connect with the small amount of followers um, that I have, because it's really easy to get caught up in presenting the elevated version of yourself. And sometimes you have to tell yourself that your personality is filling in what is missing and the others are seeking you out for what you have to offer. Um, but on that note, I also think that you will attract the people that you're meant to work with. Um, I think I would rather have 600 followers who enjoy me for who I am and what I'm offering than have 2000 followers that don't have a sincere connection with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are, so going on your strengths, what are some of your strengths and how do you think that your strengths help you in your business? Sure. Well, um, for the most part, I, I have to um, say that my experience in art school was a really big strength for me. Um, I was surrounded by incredibly talented people that pushed me and I created a foundation of um, color theory and composition and all the things that you learn in school. But I think that I've had a unique experience so far just because I essentially majored in drawing but had two and a half years of um, career experience in graphic design. So I've been able to marriage those, those two, two experiences together for my business. Um, and I think you can be an incredible illustrator but not have any idea how to you know, use type or composition and invitations. But um, by no means am I saying that you have to pay to go to art school, but there are certain, certainly different paths to gaining knowledge. But I do think that that set a really solid foundation for what my business is today. But as far as my personality goes, I'm a pretty stubborn person. So I just always knew that I wanted to be in the creative business, um, in the creative field. And I've been running this business for about a year now. And I've it's been a, a kind of a, a, a slow process to get to where I am, but my stubbornness in, you know, just refusing to give up on making this into a financially stable, successful business is kind of my strength. And for the most part, um, I think being a little stubborn is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, what, so when we try to be somebody that we're not, I think obviously people can tell um what what are what are some things that could happen you know that could be detri detrimental to our business when we do try to be somebody that we're not on social media and also in running our businesses sure um well I think if you're putting a mask on and being anything other than yourself in your business I think you're going to attract the wrong people the wrong clients and quite frankly I think it gets really exhausting to be somebody that you're not and I've caught myself in moments where I'm totally inflating a caption for a post and it is nowhere near the truth because I feel like it would be more popular than the boring reality of me like sitting at my desk in my sweatpants or something like that. But I think the community wants to see the struggle and the triumph of your journey. And I think not only are you going to attract the wrong clients, you may not be acting as a good role model for the people coming up behind you, which has been kind of a recent thought of mine. Um, because with everyone's so focused on social media, there has been like a major impact from what you post online. And I think if you're acting like you have it all made, everything goes smooth all the time, you know, you're rocking it out. I know from my perspective, when I was entering the Instagram world in my new small business, it can make you feel like you're not enough when in reality it's, you know, everyone starts somewhere. And I don't want to come off as if you shouldn't be promoting positivity on your platform. I think that's super important as well. But I think everyone wants to see the good and the bad and the honesty and what, you what you're doing for a living. So 
I don't know, I just, I think in the upswing of, in the upswing of um, social media influencers nowadays, we need to inject some realistic expectations into our platforms and what you put out there will connect you with your Instagram tribe. Yeah. Um, and not only your Instagram tribe, but when running a business, what you put out there is going to attract you to those ideal clients, people you exactly. love working with and um, yeah. get you and understand you. And if you're not being authentic with what you put out there, then you're going to end up attracting yeah. people you hate working with. And Yeah. And I think some people tend to not notice that until they you know, they're questioning why they have all of these clients that, you know, are real, a struggle to work with, or they don't appreciate your pricing or, you know, just whatever it is. And I think you have to kind of reflect on yourself and wonder if you're not putting, you know, your authentic self out there to attract the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So aside from the your honest moment of the week when you were comparing yourself to this person who had a brand new website, have you, aside from that, ever found yourself comparing yourself to another business owner over something that they have a strength in that you necessarily, maybe necessarily don't? Yes. Oh, all the time. I think every time I go on Instagram, I feel like, not every time, but the majority of the time, if I just keep incessantly scrolling, um, I kind of get into this hole of comparison and I think most people do subconsciously or not. Um, I think ever, th- ever since you asked me to do this podcast, I've, I've realized that um, after just kind of questioning myself, I, I've always had a knack for picking up things pretty quickly. Um, and I was always encouraged that I could do anything I set my mind to from a young age. Um, so I feel like I kind of developed a jack of all trades complex to where Instagram can be detrimental for me mentally because I see people doing some incredible projects and they have all these, you know, amazing ideas. And I have this feeling of, oh man, you know, I, I can do that too, but I have to come to terms with the fact that I need to focus on my core strengths as, um, as a business, create a brand that is reliable and then incorporate other ideas into my business once I set my own standard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good point. Setting your own standards. So talk to me a little bit about what your personal standard is. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm trying not to spread myself too thin. I think when it comes to projects, I, I tend to sit at my desk and jot down all of these incredible ideas and, you know, things that take money, um, you know, cause you're investing in inventory and, um, I think I allow myself to kind of run away with a lot of, a lot of these ideas, but I think in general, just the standard is to commit to a few things, um, especially within just your first year of business and make sure that you're doing those things well and working out all the kinks of the process and um, making sure you have all the right programs to use. And um, I think really it's just not about me spreading myself too thin so that I'm not bringing my best to the table for every single client that I get. Mm hmm. Uh, so going back to the comparisons that we were talking about, how do you combat the comparisons that you have, uh, you know, in yourself? Well, I think, I don't know if I'm the minority when I say this, but I, I feel like I think people need to start limiting their social media usage. I think it's an incredible tool for, I mean, that's how you and I met was Instagram. So I think there's more good than bad, but I think there is a line that can be crossed um, when you have a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips. And I think that 
you know, it can be a super inspirational and a great community, but you can cross over that line into comparison pretty quickly. So I would say just, I think just cut down your social media. Like, you know, you don't need to be incessantly scrolling all the time and, and, um, and making that such a huge priority for you. Cause I think it can mentally become, become pretty draining. So I know that a lot of people use, like if you have a, if you have an Apple phone or an iPhone, um, you can set the timers that kind of like cut you off from social media um, just to kind of keep you on, on track. And um, yeah, I just, I think that is kind of the first step is to step away from, from all of these platforms, just, you know, for a couple hours every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, I mean, because you're obviously, I think there's a lot of pressure in our industry, especially that we have to use social media to grow our businesses, which in a sense is true, but there's other ways to grow your business off of the app. Um, so what advice would you have for someone who wants to cut down on social media, but is afraid that they're going to miss out on growing their business? How, how else would they go about growing their business off of the app? Sure. Well, I mean, I think that I am in the midst of that as we speak because I've done, you know, webinars and read blogs and there's kind of this unspoken formula of, you know, you need to be posting at least once a day or, you know, some people say, you know, post only when you feel like posting. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's quite an answer to that, but I know for me, like I, I will go, you know, weeks without posting on Instagram and I'm doing okay. Um, I think, especially if you have a website that has great SEO, um, I don't think you shouldn't not use, utilize Instagram, but like, I just, I don't think you should be putting too much pressure on yourself to do, you know, X, Y, and Z every single day. Um, I kind of believe in posting when you feel like you have something to say, posting when you feel really confident about that post. So I think, maybe someday in the future when I feel like I have enough, you know, um, enough to post every day when I don't feel like I'm having to scramble to find an image to post just because I feel like I have to, um, maybe that'll become something that I, I end up doing. But right now my, my motto is just to post when I feel like it's, it's something that I really feel like I need to say or show my, you know, my, my community. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. And I know I've, I've fallen into that trap too, where it's like, oh, I feel the need to post every single day or, um, you know, back in when Instagram engagement was way easier to achieve. It was like yeah. twice a day. And, you know, there are some times that I would post and I'd be like, you know, my heart's just like not in it at all. And I think when you do that, other people can tell as well. So, um, so Absolutely. That's, that's really yeah. good advice. I think that is kind of also another part of why I've taken that um, kind of that stance is just because of the algorithm. You just don't know who you're reaching um, anymore. But I think that the, there's kind of an that upswing in Instagram stories, which um, I think is also worth utilizing. Like I share a lot of just my everyday life, um, my husband and I going out on hikes. And that's kind of the way that I connect with um you know, with my followers, it's just showing them the behind, behind the scenes. And um, yeah, I think that's another tool to use because I mean, it disappears in 24 hours, you know, unless you save it. So it's just, you can kind of feel a little bit better about just posting what you want on your Instagram stories. And I think a lot of people connect with that as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, Instagram stories can be way less curated than your actual feed and then it lets people into your personal life and lets them know that you're, you're a human behind the business that you're running and you have 
you have likes and dislikes and you know you have a you actually have a life outside of the business that you're running so exactly uh, instagram stories are great <laughs> so they really are. how do our listeners know what their strengths are when it comes to running a business i think um i think the first step is to especially if you're working from home i think that you can kind of create this bubble of comfort for yourself because you're setting your own standards and you're setting your own schedule and calendar and you get to do what you want to do um, when you want to do it. And I think that your first step would be to try something outside of your comfort zone that you've never done before because I just, I feel like if you don't even know if, you know, if you're good at something, then, I mean, you just, you don't know if that's going to be your strength or not, if, unless you try it. So um, I came across a quote called, by Carrie Fisher that says, be afraid, but do it anyway. And I think that that is such a solid mantra for, um, for running a business. Just, you know, you, it's okay to be afraid, but do it anyways. You don't know if it's going to be something you're really good at and like the main source of your income for your business. So, and it kind of made me think of you, honestly, because like you started this podcast and you wouldn't have known years from now, you could have been like, you know, I would have been really good at that. but you took a leap of faith and, you know, it's working out for you. It's very successful, interesting podcast. So you just, you wouldn't have known unless you tried. So um, I think that's the first step is just getting outside of your comfort zone. And then number two, I think if you, you know, what, like what gets you fired up in the mornings to get to your work desk and, um, and, and be there all day. Um, I think when the work from home excitement kind of wears off, what gets you up and out of bed and pumped to start your work day, um, I think is a telling sign. So I know for me, I have a really difficult time shutting down work at five when my husband gets home because I'm watercoloring for a project. Um, and that's not necessarily the main source of my business right now, but it's something that gets me so excited and I lose track of time. And, you know, I think if you're running a business, sit down and list all of the things that you're really excited about and then list the things that make you a profit. And then I think where those overlap, I think you have found your core strengths of your business. That's so good. And, and even if you're really excited about something, but you're not yet making a profit, if it's something that you're super excited about and passionate about, that can eventually make you a profit in the future if you keep working on it. But you're so right. You never know what you what you like if you don't even try it anyway. So I mean, personally, I didn't really get into weddings until I had shop babies and seniors and families and, and, and weddings. And then I found out, oh, like weddings are, you know, my thing. So, um, so yeah, that's such great advice. I love that. Um, what is something that you're currently working on that you're super excited about? Well, currently, like as we speak, after I get off this podcast, I will be working for uh, working on an invitation for a um, a client who lost her mom actually last year, and I'm doing a memorial service invite for her. And I think, although that's kind of outside of the scope of you know what I normally work on, which is a lot of wedding stuff, um, I think it's just so cool that this job allows me to incorporate all the things that I'm good at and that I'm passionate about, but I also get to tell, you know, people's stories. And this invitation is going to encompass a lot of who this person was and touch, you know, the people in her family. And it's a keepsake for them. So I I think that's going to be really fun to work on for her. Um, And I'm hoping to incorporate more custom invitations this year. Um, That's just something I've been slowly trying to build up for. 
and um, launching products for my shop on my website. I only have a couple things on there right now, but I would like to keep adding to that as um, I'm able to. And then, um, yeah, I think eventually I would love to have an email list and start blogging a little bit more, but that's kind of, you know, that's at the bottom of my list, but. Yeah, totally. That's so awesome. And I, I know that the family that you're creating that for the, for the memorial, they're gonna, they're gonna love that. They're gonna keep it forever. And that probably makes you feel like you're, you know, like you said, part of their story, you're making an impact and that's why we were business owners. We're business owners because we want to make an impact and we want to, you know, touch people's lives and, and. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're, you're usually working, you know, you're a photographer for, you know, some incredible life moments for these people and invitation designers get to be a big part of this, you know, this, um, this experience for these people too. I think pretty much anything in this creative industry, you get to impact um, your clients in a big way. And, and tell their stories. And I just think that is such a really cool aspect to also being able to do what you want to do for a living, which is being creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes it totally worth it. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for being on. Where can everybody find you and follow you and keep up with what you're doing? Sure. Well, my website is www.sojournartandink.com and Sojourn is S-O-J-O-U-R-N. And then you can find me on Instagram um, at Sojourn underscore Art and Inc. So I don't, I'm also on Facebook, but I'm mostly on Instagram most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. Well, Erin, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. And I know that our listeners are going to gather so much great insight from you. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me on here. Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at Lady Ilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit LadyIlgPhotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at Morgan at LadyIlgPhotography.com with your question, and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.